This is Movies, a podcast by the Active Cinema. With me today, of course, it's Haas. Welcome back, Haas. You've been away for so long. What has been going on? Haas. Uh, can, I, I just, re- are you wearing a View Ask You jersey? Is no, that what's going on? No, I'm in my <laughs> Kevin Smith era. It's a Movies, I movies got jersey. <laughs> I just realized I had to suck off a man when I was five years old. That's what uh, the movie that we're going to talk about today, Master Gardener. Mass, 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 state lottery, yeah. two starring Joel Egerton. That's me. I, I wish, I wish. It's only a matter of time before you get replaced, before I get replaced. Yeah. I would like that. I'd like to get so fat I have to recast myself when directing Mass State Lottery two. When you tell this story, it's a story about how it was made, just like the room. You know how he got what is it, James Franco to play him. No. He didn't get he didn't get James Franco to play him. James Franco said, "Oh, what a freak! I'd love to play this guy. I'd yeah. love to inhabit his skin." But I feel like for that movie, he should have gotten uh, some um, like puppet prosthetics so that he would at least look a little bit like that monster. But he didn't. He just play it as himself. He didn't get any no. Tom Savini makeup. No, what? Well, uh, he. I feel like he kind of gave himself an artificial brow like maybe he was wearing some kind of prosthetic for his forehead but uh, no i i don't think there was too much going on with that it might have just been him keeping a facial expression the entire time can we pull up a photo of james franco as tommy wiseau could have cast brad dorif as tommy wiseau that would have been a little more age appropriate mm, kind of hard to say yeah oh. a little little difficult to say that's dave franco it's it's a very non-memorable movie too i don't really remember anything about it that i could oh i don't know if i agree with that i think he's just wearing blue contact lenses yeah that's it that's all the makeup well there well might be, there might if be he's wearing if he's wearing makeup it's not to look like him definitely because he looks human mm-hmm. and uh and tommy's kind of a okay this is more like it yeah no i don't i don't think that movie was bad or anything i had it in the the like top 10 of that year i think it was 2017 or 2018 but you're right i I haven't i mean i don't think people have gone back to it just because you don't really go to biopics like that yeah well you don't watch lincoln every (laughs) no no (laughs) i knew lincoln was a dud in the theater when everyone was talking like oh this is going to be the big best picture winner spielberg is back and I started snoozing like 80 minutes into the movie, 80 minutes into that two hour and 25 minute movie. Never saw it. Yeah, you don't uh, need to see it. Same with like that. Uh, uh, who was it? George Bush biopic to the uh, W. Was it just Brolin? Yeah. Yeah. That was Oliver Stone uh, kind of on his way out of Hollywood. He did that and then he did Snowden. And now he just does. Hey, Russia's not so bad documentaries. Oh, yeah. Is that what he's up to now? That's what he's been doing. And I I guess he revisited JFK. I feel like we talked about that very briefly on a show kind of recently. And by kind of recently, I mean like seven months ago. What was the When did we talk to Simon from Fish Tank? How long ago was that? It feels like ages since we've recorded. Like two weeks ago. It wasn't that long. You just been busy. (laughs) So it feels like like it's a lot longer. I feel like I've lived three lifetimes since that show. Fish Tank was still on. 
amazing. We are talking about Master Gardener tonight. It's, yeah. I don't know what, what there is to say about that movie. It's very... Okay, we saw this before. We yeah. Okay, we get it, Paul. Yeah, it's the uh, three lonely men that have one friend movies. Uh-huh. Right? That's... This in this one it works out. Yeah. Okay. In this one he's a gardener, and in the other one he was a card player and a war criminal, and the first one he was a priest and wasn't an alcoholic and a conspiracy yeah. theorist, right? Uh, I don't know if he was really a conspiracy theorist. He, he surrounded himself with a conspiracy theorist, and right, it brushed off on him the extremity of that. But, the duality of men, right? Mm-hmm. You know, white supremacists with those tattoos. But, you know, he's a good gardener and he's kind of nice now. <laughs> That's this movie. I think the white supremacist part comes second to the fact he straight up was killing people. Well, yeah. Until that uh, one day that he couldn't, right? Yeah. One day when he just Then it's into witness protection. By the way, his his Joel Edgerton's voiceover narration in this movie sounds exactly like Ray Liotta in Goodfellas. Mm. Did yeah. you catch that? Very similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he always? I feel like every time I see him on something, uh, Joel Egerton, he's if not the best, the second best performance in the movie, and everything he's on. Like I feel like he's consistently very good at playing like the odd, not non main character, non binary character, but in more every film. yeah, more interesting than the main maybe sometimes. I don't know if I agree with that. I find Joel Egerton very boring. Oh, yeah. I, I would frequently get him confused. There's another actor named Jason Clark who I would get him confused with. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I, no, I don't think he's that interesting either. They're both in Great Gatsby. That's, and I think they might have both been in a Planet of the Apes movie. Maybe. I might oh, be yeah. imagining that part. I know Jason Clark was. Yeah. So where would you rank this one in that trilogy of... Man with one friend Blast. yeah i wasn't i was not impressed with this movie and i've been looking out. forward to it for for so long you know and uh, there were opportunities for me to see it last year earlier this year and there was plenty of good word about it there was buzz and it finally turns up and it's kind of fine it's it's yeah, it's just it's not very memorable. And the lead character is not that interesting. And the romance and the dynamic here we've seen a few times before in Paul Schrader films. It's like, okay, we've done this in hardcore. We've you know, he he's repeating his I mean, he, this isn't anything new for Paul Schrader. He's repeated his territory plenty of times. Mm-hmm. But I think because it feels so similar to First Reformed and then the card counter, you know, the my patience wears thin with this one because th- there's not a whole lot of dynamic plot points or story elements here in play. You kind of have like the Russ Cole, hey, he's got a dark past that's tied into a, a Nazi biker gang thing. And Paul Schrader does this thing, and he did it with the card counter as well, where whenever he tries to hop into a character's backstory, he likes to limit it to one setting and Mm -hmm. only a select couple of people like it feels i would say it's kind of lazy but i think it's thought out and he does it intentionally where he doesn't want you to linger too much in the past but you do get to see glimpses of the protagonist taking people out and he's got that beard in every single shot but you still don't get a whole lot 
And I just, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't go along with it for this one. It's just very standard. It's, it, it doesn't punch at any point. It's very bland. Uh, with the first two, you have that moment where they go crazy, right? You have the, the well, he's been beating himself with those, what is that called? Like the chain thing and mm -hmm. like hurting himself, right? And then the bomb thing happens. If it happens or it doesn't, whatever. But there's like, there's a, a crazy moment where you're like, oh, okay, so he, here's where the character loses it or or some violence or, or something that happens with him that makes him more interesting. Yeah. Car counter, same thing. You have the, you know, the Abu Ghraib story mm -hmm. that uh, even though it's not the main or one of the main plot points, like you said, it's, it, it, kind of leaves it in the past but it, it it serves as uh at any point this character could break and then it happens right uh with this one you wait for something to happen and then he just gets the girl yeah and, what and there's no it's just kind of a romance i guess but it doesn't even fully dive into that territory there's not an antagonist at all i guess it's like it's, that you have these you, like thugs that look like they popped up on an episode of breaking bad you know, like an early episode of Breaking Bad, it's like Badger and Skinny yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete. Before they cast like the people who wanted to play Badger and Skinny Pete, so it's just two random B-list looking actors. That... Yeah, one kind of looks like Thomas Middleditch from Silicon Valley. <laughs> but they don't really do anything. That's the thing. They're never a threat. Uh, they draw a bunch of swastikas in his house and... And then he breaks it their legs mm -hmm. very quickly. So there's no, I guess the only tension is that what you don't want the girl to find out that he's got those tattoos. Is that the tension, I guess? Because like what else is there to this character? Other than, you know, he might he might have that dark side to him because we've seen those flashbacks, but in the present, he's just like a like an autistic guy that likes gardening, you know, <laughs> he's very into the details and that's it. And uh, he's very serious. Um, not really much to grab. And His most charming course. trait is that he loves to deep inhale dirt. <laughs> he likes yeah. to get dirt all over his face and nose and mouth like a like a truffle pig. So he knows when the seeds bloom, mm -hmm. he talks about it a bunch and and that's the depth that you get with this character. That's pretty much it. Because even when he, his background is kind of vague, you know, you see him committing some acts of violence, but then that, that's it. <laughs> it's not even graphic. It's not even, you don't even show it. You know, the, the I think the one gunshot they show is off screen. So I I guess I, I could understand it as like a, a portrait of this this character, but it doesn't really give you much to hold on to for again almost two hours i think it's around 140 i think 145 and then it just kind of ends and you're you're expecting that pop you're expecting that moment where things change or, or become you know the reason why you're telling me his story and then it's just there's nothing else nothing. yeah no it's not very i don't know it's not an exciting movie at all and i don't think that the characters are interesting enough for us to be lingering with them and just kind of watching their social ties play out. So he's forced into witness protection because he's forced to kill a preacher mm -hmm. due to his white supremacist uh, gang putting out a hit on a, on a black preacher. And he yeah. didn't kill the wife and daughter 
And somehow he gets cut a deal to go into witness protection for ratting out the rest of the gang. He starts fresh with uh, Sigourney Weaver, who she, I mean, I feel like she's kind of playing a little over the top in this one. She's yeah. echoing, uh, what's her name? Kristen Scott Thomas and Only God Forgives mm-hmm. a little bit with that nasty older lady vibe. Yeah, like plantation and, owner vibe. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's forced to take under his wing her grandniece, mm-hmm. who is some unknown actress. She's fine. She's not bad or anything. I, I think I remember uh, reading that it was supposed to be Zendaya in that role, which maybe that would have made this movie a little more interesting. And again, nothing against the actress who who plays that character. I believe her name's uh, Maya. But Quintessa I think... is the actress's name. Quintessa Swindell. Okay. That yeah. sounds like a children's book character. <laughs> So yeah. I think I think having Zendaya as one of the two leads, she's a little more energetic. Her name brings people to whatever project she's on. I think you could have done this movie with her and it might have been naturally more exciting. But because you have Joel Edgerton, who's like a very stoic, mm-hmm. reserved lead, and then all you have is Sigourney Weaver on the side, I don't know if it really adds up to much. She's also not much of an antagonist, right? She tries to play the like sneaky evil stepmother role type of thing mm-hmm. but does she ever do anything does she ever use the power of being the rich evil person she fires him once what she sees him getting out of her room or like adjusting his sweater or whatever and, and that's it and then she fires him and it's a very anticlimactic very like okay because even the Joel Egerton character doesn't care that much. He's just like, all right, fine, cool. And then mm-hmm. goes to talk to the girl. And he's like, we have to go. And and everything is just very, I don't care. Like, fine, I'll be fine without this. You know, it's not a big deal. Uh, so, yeah, for, uh, I mean, um, I guess you can call this a thriller, right? For a thriller, there's not much of a thrill coming from any side that... And, and and maybe the whole you know because I remember that people were saying uh, that it's uh, a proud a proud boy right a proud a proud boy that uh, that uh, does good or whatever right that that that's gonna be the selling point because oh my god or hero's a proud boy but then he, he just wears a black collared shirt <laughs> and and. Like the, there's not much to the character. He wears hair gel. Mm-hmm. That's a very tight haircut. The, 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 it's missing a pull. It's missing a hook that uh, that you know justifies being with him for for an hour forty. And and even his his dastardly past. It's very surface level what we see or what we learn from him. You know, it's well he's got them tattoos, so you know he's bad guy he was Mm. with bad people but you never there's not even an interaction with anyone from his past you know that that could be threatening that could be the cause of something that happens uh the most tension is when he well not even the most tension i think it was supposed to be like the tense moment where he talks to his new what would you call it the new bond guy the new the guy taking care of his of his case right mm-hmm. and then he mentions that he has a daughter he wants to see and and the guy says yeah well 
really can't can't do that. And then he goes, all right, you can't help me and then leaves. So even that moment, which could have been something, I guess, to to give him a little bit of uh, a third dimension to the character that, oh, he cares for his daughter that he hasn't seen. It's c completely deflated immediately because he's just like, all right, well, you can't help me. So I'm just going to walk out. So the point of the scene is kind of. All right, this guy, the guy, this guy's not helping him. The guy before wasn't helping him either, but I guess this is different because this is a new guy. It's, uh, it's, it's very feels it's incomplete. Very, feels like, yeah. feels like you said it before. There's not that extra element in play that you find in First Reformed, which is the extremism, like the ramping up of that, and his his very uh, uh, ideological belief in the destruction of the environment. And then in the card counter, you have so much going on with that character, even though he's reserved kind of like this character that, um, you know, it just leads to unhinged situations and a lot of up in the air moments. There's... You also see him alone a lot more. Mm -hmm. So you can see his like a little bit of, uh, I don't know if you call it psychosis, but like the way his brain works. So you can tell that he's kind of, he's gone through some shit. You know, yeah. so so when he's by himself in his in his hotel room and it's pristine and it's perfect and he only writes in this tiny little notepad thing, I feel like every scene that Joel Egerton was in this, he was either interacting with someone boring like the other gardeners. Mm -hmm. He was interacting with Sigourney Weaver, which never really felt like a a power or anything. It just felt like oh, there's two people having a conversation and, and fine. Uh, and then you have the flashbacks. And then you have the interactions with the new girl, but nothing, there's no ups and downs at all. Everything just feels like it's going on a flat line. And then we get to the end and you're expecting the, you know, show me something, Paul. And then he, he's there, just drive away. Do, do I, think, I think Paul has shown a lot of women something <laughs> when he wasn't supposed to. I don't yeah. know. Uh, I, you know, this could have been, so I, I mentioned before Zendaya was originally cast as as the maya character what would this have looked like because i remember him talking on facebook to himself where he was like i really need to cast kevin spacey for something i have a feeling this was the sum i think it was supposed to be kevin spacey as narvel wow. and zendaya as the grandies which is a very that's a gross coupling yeah. there that feels very icky also, how far back would his hairline be with that hair? <laughs> it's just you know, those people that jail their hair, but their hair starts here. Mm -hmm. Did Peter 5'8 ever come out? Who's that? Who Who is Peter 5'8? I feel like we've had this who's on first, who's on second plenty of times before. Peter 5'8 is the Kevin Spacey Hitman movie we watched oh. uh, when we had Angie and Jake on here back in late 2022. Oh, that was says, his... Release date 2023 in Russia, October oh. 19th. So. Oh, so we still have some time to go. So it'll probably be yeah. here in 2024. Yeah, wonderful. There's no, there's no more release date, so it's only a, there's only a Russian release date. So mm. maybe that's mm. very yeah. big in Russia. Peter <laughs> Um. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what else there is to say about this. I mean, I hope Paul Schrader. Maybe he was thinking, because I, I, I've read an interview or two with him where he was talking about, like, he felt like this was probably his last movie. So maybe he handled it from the perspective of, 
wanting something kind of quiet and sentimental. And I guess it does feel more like a coda than a final chapter if you take a look at First Reformed in the card counter. It's just kind of lingering moments that share enough uh, similarity to things that we had seen before from him. So maybe that's what that was about with Paul. But now he's saying, oh, I want to do one more movie. I think I can do one more movie. He was looking really unhealthy, like really bad not that long ago. So I would... The pictures in IMDb for this movie, he has like an eye patch. mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, he's not looking healthy. He looks like all the classic directors from 70 years ago, like John Ford and Fritz Lang. They would all lose one eye and uh, gain a bunch of weight and suck on a bottle. There you go. And pee their pants, apparently? Oh, no. no. That's shameful. Get this off of here. Yeah, there's so many. There's only two pictures of this movie. Yeah, was there a dog in this movie? a dog in this movie? (laughs) The dog was such a bad actor. They just cropped him out of every shot. He's not even looking in the right direction. Is there any more reason? Probably not, right? It looks very George Costanza in some of those 90s photos. When he's young? No, it looks like Cheech Marin. Yeah, yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Does he have anything that's in development right now? Nope. That's what I was looking this at when it. we were talking about that. It seems like... Just American Gigolo based on the character. Yeah, that's... Uh, director. Yeah, no. End of the line for Paul. Okay. I mean, it did end the trilogy, I guess, but it's it's kind of a... I don't know, like a very bland fart to end his career with. A bland fart. <laughs> yeah, doesn't even stink. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's very like, oh, did you fart? I don't know, maybe. Okay, doesn't matter. I, doesn't w- I, I wouldn't expect you to have that problem. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you something, because I don't know what else we can... Is that still... Uh, what else we can pull out of this? Uh, talk to me about Padre Pio. Padre Pio fucking sucked. Padre Pio was a boring mess. I was really looking forward to Padre Pio because I love Abel Ferrara. I I really enjoy Shia LaBeouf as an actor. And I think he was really starting to become one of the great actors when they clipped him, when they Me Too'd him. Honey Boy, he was awesome in Honey Boy. That movie's fantastic. He's great in Fury. After so many years of trying too hard as a young man and it it coming across kind of like, okay, we get it. You want to be serious, you know, method actor guy. Like Ben Foster had the same problem. Ben Foster's another Disney Channel kid who wanted to be so taken seriously as an actor that yeah. he took on roles that didn't match his who he was as an actor. And it always felt there's always like this jarring, oh, he's acting. He's acting mm-hmm. real, real hard here, uh, yeah. sort of thing. And Shia LaBeouf came out of that, I feel like, around the time of Fury. So maybe about what? What was that? 2014, 2015? 14, yeah. And everything after that was was great. He was terrific in Nymphomaniac and everything else. And um, Padre Pio, I think, I think Abel Ferrara is maybe just not disciplined enough to sit down and construct a narrative out of something like that. Because his his last movie, Zeros and Ones, was also similarly a mess. It was just very unfocused. And I, it was a letdown. It was disappointing. And the movie, downloading the movie, 
got me a copyright strike. <laughs> I watched Blackberry several times. That didn't get me a copyright strike. Padre Pio did. Wow. Mm. Not good. Are you going to watch it? No, probably not. No, you shouldn't. Fuck that movie. Forget it. Forget it ever happened. Wait for, wait for Shia LaBeouf's Holocaust movie to come out that Abel's going to direct. Shia is writing a Holocaust movie for Abel Ferrara, Ferrara to direct. Oh, wow. Is he Jewish? Yes. I think so. Oh, I guess Shia. Shia. <laughs> Shia is Jewish. Jewish. Abel is not Jewish. Abel is straight up Sicilian, I think. He's Italian. That mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. I thought he was Spanish. No. No, he Born lives in, in Italy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I uh, I remember you talking about Padre Pio last year. And I was like, okay, so that story is interesting. And it sounds like someone like Abel Ferrara could do something interesting with this because of his the style he used to have, I guess. I'm looking at his... I mean, even his, his Pasolini... Tommaso Siberia trilogy. They're very small movies, but you know, he has they have their own style. They're, they like were to, yeah, they were disciplined were... enough. I think Tommaso is the best one of those three. Yeah. And Padre Pio, I, I don't know, just kind of kind of he's just eh, it's it, it sucks. It's not good. It doesn't <laughs> even add up to a whole lot. I don't know. It just felt like a big waste of time. Sometimes it's too dark. Some of the visuals look cool and like he's he's going for something and then he abandons it and tries to do something else and it's it's not uh not an enjoyable film to sit down and watch over dinner but i i did watch blackberry and uh, we are going to do a show on blackberry did you get around to watching that yet yeah yeah that was great yeah i really had a good time with blackberry and i with matt johnson a lot of people have praised matt johnson's earlier works and I'm kind of whatever about them. I don't think they're bad or anything, but they never, they never really did much for me. The second one, people, people don't even talk about. That was him doing a Kubrick moon landing movie. Operation Avalanche? Yeah, that was so forgettable. And the, uh, the oh. dirties, I only really became aware of that because Kevin Smith produced it. <laughs> Kevin Smith <Yeah>. produced uh, <laughs> the dirties. Wasn't he touring it too? Yeah, that was one of the movies he picked up for his like small cast line of, of films. Canadians. Yeah, I think that's really what it was. Is the the Matt Johnson was what like twenty years old when he shot that movie in Canadian, and they did it at a high school that he went to like the year mm. right before. I'd be interested in revisiting that. I'm sure it's good. Yeah, I think I I downloaded it a while ago because uh, I never saw it, but I remember hearing good things about it and i just i i had no idea who i didn't even know matt johnson was in the movie until i started looking uh for information on it just to see i wanted to see how accurate it was to to the story and it is it's not it, it takes a lot of liberties but it, it was definitely interesting and and really funny mm -hmm. at points uh i i really hope that um Glenn Howerton gets more roles to play just unhinged, crazy person because he's great at it. And I usually am not a huge fan of Jay Baruchel, but I, he didn't really bother me here that much. No, I think it's very difficult because Jay Baruchel, well, first of all, he hasn't changed at all since like 2007, yeah. which is yeah. unfortunate for him. 
it's not like Michael Sarah who just looks like a weird parrot now. I don't know if you've seen him, kind of like a like a weird bird. Uh, because he aged, but he keeps his little face on top of like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. his his age. Uh, but yeah, this guy just looks the same. I mean, even when when uh, he has what gray hair the whole time, when he becomes he just... sinister in the in the yeah. third act, and he has <laughs> yeah, a full yeah. head he of hair, wears hair gel, so you know he's he's a bad guy now. Yeah, um, this made me think. Oh wow, Glenn Howard in, is is actually very enjoyable on screen. He should be cast. He could have been like in the 1980s. He would have been like the asshole cop in Beverly Hills Cop or something. That would have been his role. And he just kind of got pushed to the side because everyone was so hung up on Charlie Day for It's Always Sunny. And what's his name? Who's the guy who plays Mac? Rob McElhenney? Yeah, McElhenney. That guy wants Charlie Day's spotlight so fucking bad <laughs> i watched a clip they do a po- do you know they do a podcast together the, those three guys yeah okay i never listened to it but yeah you don't need to listen to it so i watched stories about this show kind of i watched one clip and rob is like the leader glenn is just kind of checked out and charlie's just like i don't know why i'm doing this i'm such a yeah. star <laughs> um i'm luigi <laughs> and glenn was talking about like he was so aggressive with it too and he was trying to pick a fight with charlie day and he he was making a point of like charlie you don't like change when we try to do something different on the show like have a season in ireland or mac mac having his gay dance <laughs> and charlie's just like i just don't like when we change things for the sake of changing things i think like he was very calm cool collected and sounded perfectly rational it was just like yeah i don't think we should do gimmick episodes and seasons Mm. and that's all of rob's ideas i guess like his idea was to gain the weight and he suggested everyone gain weight or like that they do x season in some country or whatever it might be and he like was like pissed off and he was like trying to fight and charlie gay was just not (laughs) Like he didn't have the energy for it. It was like a Christmas special of the podcast too. It's just like big shutting him. Just mm-hmm. like I'm not gonna, I'm not about to get in a fight with you. Yeah, like, no. I, I, I mean, why would you? What do you have yeah. to prove? If you, if Charlie Day leaves the show, guess what? There's no show. Why would you do that? What's the point of that? Yeah. Is that who is watching that? Who is watching that right now? What that podcast? No, the the actual show. It's always sunny. Who is still keeping that on? I didn't know it was still on yeah they have their like 19th season coming they don't cancel tv shows anymore 16th season right now that's disgusting. yeah that's crazy that should have been canceled after the fourth season for integrity purposes um, i don't know about that but <laughs> i think i did i do think that i hung around for way longer than i thought i would but i don't even remember when what was the point where i just jumped off that show because i used to really like the early episodes but i think maybe the season after he got fat and then he got ripped right mm-hmm. that was the gimmick on the i don't that was know another thing no, too no, on show, that podcast. no show no show should last 16 seasons no <laughs> he was he was on the podcast and he was like flexing his arms in a certain like i'm not showing my giant <laughs> biceps here i'm not doing that but he was doing that as he was talking down to like little mild charlie day little frail body charlie day so you're not a fan of their podcast is what you're saying i've never listened to it beyond that i just saw that clip of of rob trying to pick a fight with charlie i was like nah i'm not gonna listen i already know what this this here is like this is unpleasant don't why would you want to listen to that that's not that's not good 
Well, so, Glenn just he just doesn't care. He no, he there. was not involved in the conversation <laughs> at all. He might as well have been playing with his phone or something the entire time. It, it was, was just okay. it was a back and forth between Rob and kind of Char like Charlie was given very short responses. And then there was some lady that was there that was not D on its always side. It was just someone Was it the waitress? No, it wasn't anyone I've seen on the show. I think it was someone oh. who's a writer. Great, because that's you know, that's what you want to hear from. Yeah, I don't know. There's probably a clip of that somewhere on YouTube. Uh, it, it's worth watching just to understand what they're actually like. What that is, what that television show is festering behind the scenes, which is just you said it was pure a Christmas ego and negativity. Yeah, I think it, I think it was their Christmas episode. Holiday spectacular. Not worth, probably not worth investigating. Did you happen to, um, speaking of television shows, did you check out The Idol? No. Of course you didn't. Uh, no. Why? Why? I don't know. You did? I did. <laughs> I did. Very I'm a sucker. I watched it. Yeah. Very H word of you. Yeah. I was jacking <laughs> off the whole time. There was, there was cum on my television set 15 nice. minutes in. I was so frothed up. I just, I, well, I didn't even jerk. It just shot out. I it couldn't believe it. Out. It was when they brought up that uh, Eugene Levy's son. He's just so handsome. Oh, yeah. She's seen it. Yeah. The gay guy. So what's said, it about? Oh, that's the gay guy. And my dick blew up. <laughs> that happens with any show I watch. Um, it's about Johnny Depp's daughter. And she has like a load on her face on a, on a cell phone photo. And it's the whole plot of the episode and then she meets the weekend and the weekend is uh, not a good actor he's just oh, kind surprise. of very soft-spoken hasn't learned his like what kind of cadence he has to give on screen as an actor and is he in it a lot he's one of the stars of the show but he's not in the first episode much only one episode is out yeah yeah but it's shot well it looks good sam so, levinson so it's it's her story and what does he she do she's just so she's like a mentally ill girl who's like a famous model or something and um in real life or in the show oh probably both johnny depp's her dad you yeah know? think about it she's got that weird look too like very skinny very mm -hmm. bulbous yeah. head Speaking of, she was in yoga hosers how about that <laughs> Right. Who, who did she play the Nazi hot dog? <laughs> she fought the Nazi hot dog. She was one of the clerks. She's the one who made it and who didn't make it. Who didn't who didn't have much of a career after that? Muse Everyone else. Oh. Actually, that's not true. Elvis was in that movie. Austin Butler was in Yoga Hosers. Oh, humbly beginnings. Yes. It's the gift humbly, that keeps on humbly. giving is Yoga Hosers. Let me go through that cast to see who else is in that that <laughs> that are doing. No, this is now. the no. This is a filler moment for every podcast. Is when Hans visits the IMDb <laughs> and starts clicking on actors' photos and Harley Morenstein. You got Adam Brody. Remember him? Yes, he was in wow. Shazam. I just watched the Shazam sequel. Oh, I don't know. What why. do you think? I, what do you I think? hated it. Fucking hated it. I said, why, just, why did I do just, this? just felt like having a, a disney plus afternoon and I'm, no i'm kind of excited for the flash oh yeah yeah 
So you just wanted to make sure that you're up to date with kind of what's going on a little bit. It's they just added it to HBO Max. And I was like, you know, I haven't seen this. I didn't like the first one. I haven't liked any of them, really. Why don't I why don't I check this out? And uh, it sucked. I hate so Zachary you... Levy. What an what an annoying adult man. Like the child actor who plays young Shazam doesn't even act like that. He doesn't act like a petulant little jerk like Shazam does when it's played by Zachary Levy. Who's the kid? Is that the the one from uh, it chapter two that plays the sickly kid? No, no, no. That's his friend. I think that's who uh, Adam Brody is. Oh, all oh, right, because of the curly hair, because mm -hmm. of the J. The J. Yeah. Yeah. Super J. <laughs> so Adam Adam Brody's ripped too? Or is that old suit? It's probably, you know, it's probably a little bit of both. I think he's like cardio fit, not his, uh, bodybuilder his, fit. He's his not Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, no. Evil, the evil character from the mask uh, no, face. No, thank God not. <laughs> Man, uh, what is Kumail up to these days? I feel like he he really put his all into the Eternals and that didn't take off and it just kind of... No, he know. looks like that. Uh, he's posting about vaccines on Twitter. That's, that's what I've seen oh, that's him do. Good. Jamie Foxx is blind right now and <laughs> yeah. he's posting about vaccines. Yeah. Blind and what, paralyzed? Blind that's and paralyzed. I, he, apparently, uh, he took it to be, be acting with like Vin Diesel in something. <laughs> Can you imagine... Wow. Fuck, that sucks. That's what gets you that, oh, Jesus. Compromising your morals will make you blind and paralyzed. If you want that paycheck, blind and paralyzed. Well, we don't have much longer till they do a sequel to Ray. <laughs> right? Yeah. What are, what are some of them uh, blind icons that we got? Blind icons. Um. Oh, damn. We don't really have too many dis disabled, talented people these days, right? Good. How they just Jamie say... Jamie Foxx's Helen Keller is the one I'm looking forward to. <laughs> um, What's the movie? Do you know what the movie is? The Burial? No, they're on post-production. So he was going to... Oh, yeah, he was going to play Tyson, right? No, um, no. He's too old to play. Unless it was like a... They already yeah, did a Tyson a mini TV a mini show. Series uh joey gutierrez biographical tv series starring jamie fox as mike tyson don't think it's gonna happen anymore they hold on but they just did a tyson tv series on hulu oh did they wasn't that a documentary or did they do like a let's see tyson yeah no oh. i i remember there being like a really good trailer to a Tyson by what I thought was a biopic. And then it ended with like exclusively all episodes on Hulu. And I was oh, out. Shit. I just didn't care anymore when I saw it was a show. Mike Tyson said Hulu tried to desperately pay my brother millions without offering me a dollar to promote their slave master takeover story of about my life. So he wow. didn't, he didn't like it. <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> slave master yeah. take. You know what I've been hearing? Is that Disney's considering selling Star Wars back to George Lucas? Have you heard about? You have heard about this, okay? Yeah. Is there any validity to this? I mean, if what they've done with Star Wars tells you something, is that the fans are not happy, right? Even the new fans are not happy with the direction that they're going. So, 
maybe that's one of the maybe it's been it's been uh hemorrhaging money so much but i mean the movies do make money right it's just mm, it, it's tough because it, it's very difficult to measure that because you have to account for things like disney plus now and they definitely make more well i guess disney plus is not making good money either right because they had to cut a bunch of things or removing certain programs how I, they've created an environment where it's very difficult to gauge with accuracy if something is truly effective or not they pour uh half a billion dollars into their movies and they release 20 films a year five yeah. like two of them will be star wars one will flop one will do okay how do you measure if the brand is being treated like if, if it if it's being successful or not it's hard to say i wouldn't be surprised if they did sell it i i would be i would probably be a little more i would be more surprised than not but not too surprised is what i'm trying to say would you be excited about star wars no i'm 32 years old <laughs> why do Were i you why ever do I care were you ever excited about what, yes episode one Episode one is when when you were how old? I was eight or nine. Was that ninety nine? I was probably about eight years old. And I saw Jar Jar Banks on a Taco Bell cup. And I was like, <laughs> "Fuck! I guess I got to get into Star Wars now." After I told myself that was geeky nerd shit for eight oh, years yeah. of my life, my whole yeah. life, I said Star Wars not for me. You said they put a Mexican dog on Star Wars. <laughs> I need to. <laughs> I need to it was as simple it, as that. It really yeah. was as simple as that. The Taco Bell commercials. Yeah, I was a was sucker the... for for the food advertising. I wasn't even fat, you know. I but like Batman and Robin pop tarts, Mister Freeze pop tarts. I got to be at the theater opening day. I got to be there. They, they were that me. neon neon green color from the Batman. Oh my god, movie. Batman Forever pops, Forever. pops, <laughs> the cereal. I'm I'm there. Ace Ventura is the Riddler in a Batman movie. You're combining two of my favorite things, and there's what Corn Mountain Dew. Oh, cornflakes! I had all this. I, had, I collected these. I would go to the supermarket and tell my mom, "I need the Two Face one and the Jim Carrey <laughs> one," and they would be the same thing. And she would do it. She would do it. Did it have anything inside a toy or anything, or just none just of these did? The they were just collectible boxes. But damn, it felt good to have Chris O'Donnell's face on my kitchen table. Did you get the hat? No, nah, I never did. A I tried doing a giveaway like once or twice, and I just lost my box tops. That's all. Would Batman you try Return to get the, Cereal? Did you try to get the x-ray glasses? No, I, did, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't bother. I, I tried it one time, and it didn't work. And uh, I gave up after that. I was just like, yeah, what's the point? 22-year-old Batman cereal. I bet it tastes great. Stuff. What is with that shape? They're supposed to be the bats? Oh, uh, yeah. It's a very low effort. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, but whatever. It's cereal. This is fake. This is not real. <laughs> uh what are what are your are you gonna go see the flash no mm, no I'll, I'll probably just watch it at home once it leaks how is it doing right now because the word in the lead up was it's amazing it's really something special and i do think it's going to be great i do believe that because i don't think they would have dealt with all that shit from ezra miller 
unless they mm. knew this was going to be fire, unless they knew they had like a real sensational film on their hands. They're not going to bat woman if they have something good. No, I, I really don't think so. And they were quick. They were quick to dump Batgirl, to dump their plans for all sorts of um, really stupid ideas for where their line of DC films were going to go. But I'm kind of I'm I'm in on the Flash, and I'm pretty spoiled on it. Like I've read the synopsis and the screening spoilers plenty of times, and uh, it sounds good to me. It sounds real good. It's got 71 on the early reviews. Yeah, that's kind of, that's not very good. It's one of your favorites here, Jeremy Johns. Jeremy Johns. This is a flash movie. How's the speed? The speed is absolutely satisfying. It feels fast and it hits hard. There are some effects they do in this movie that enhance the feeling of speed and punch that I didn't see in the Justice League. We should watch his review of them kim killing Osama bin Laden. Is that a documentary? That's real. No, there's a clip of him being like, so Osama bin Laden's a garbage person? And yeah, oh. I'm glad he's dead. Doing his Jeremy Jones wow. stick. I don't know what his stick is. I'm just, I just know that you guys mentioned him before. I've never seen his videos. Guys? Yeah. You and... I've never said his name before. Someone else you said. When are we getting to... Stuckman back? When's his movie coming out? He promised yeah. us. He said, hey, yeah, when my movie's starting to come out, I'll come back on if you guys want me to. Let's How long ago up, was Chris. that? Like five years? That was, Something like that, right? That was like a month ago. That was four, like three months ago. Uh, what is the movie called? No, no. Chris. Drake Country? Is no, no, no. It's Shelby Oaks. Pennons? Oh, he's got something else oh. going, I guess. Shelby Oaks. Um, Keith David. I have no idea. Oh, he writes for him or with him. Okay. Are we sure that's uh, not like his wife? <laughs> Man name. Let me see. Shelby Oaks, Chris Stuckman. News. Christ Stuckman. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did it? It must have shot already because he got that money, I think, in late 2021. We talked to him, what was it, 2020? Like June, July 2021? No, no, no. I think it was. Oh, was it 2021? Yeah. He made a a million three hundred ninety. Wow. I mean, he's got a huge YouTube base. I don't, I don't think it's too shocking. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. A million three is a, is is a lot. It's a lot of money. Begins production. What was this? Uh, I don't know. Oh, they must they must be in must post at this point. Already. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's find him on Twitter. What's his handle? I think it's just Christ stuff. Shut up, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I did Christ again. <laughs> Christ Stuckman. Uh Oh, That's definitely not him. Not him. Did he block you? Did he deactivate? Oh, wait. No, no, no. He got hacked. And some Indian hackers were trying to trick people into buying laptops off his account. And I remember it was oh, going really? for weeks because he didn't do two-factor authentication. That's funny. Yeah, so he lost it. Yeah, okay, he lost does he have it. Instagram? Yeah, Instagram. Yeah, he Let's does. Go to Instagram. That's it? Oh, That's it for right, likes? Not, Just 355? They watch he watched Mean Girls. Great. Uh, <laughs> he supports the writer's strike. What what is he saying here in this video? 
Oh, it's coming out July 2023. Bottom right, Shelby Oaks. Okay. Watch Mojo News. Yeah, July 2023. So we should be able to cover it when it leaks in July 2023. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, you, right could, you could also pay for it, right? I'm sure I'll, we can I'll get a link for from Chris. Right? Yeah, I wonder if we'll get a screener from Chris. That'll be nice. That'd be a very kind gesture. Yeah, we just have to find him now. Hey, remember 2021? Remember when we bullied you and you came on the show and it was kind of awkward for 30 minutes and then we had like 18 minutes of enjoyable conversation, made you laugh yeah. at inappropriate things you probably felt bad about later on? Yeah, remember? Chris. Chris? Chris, come back to us. Chris. <laughs> we never not, did a show. We never did a show on Evil Dead Rise. I think yeah, we gotta yeah. we gotta do that at some point. Um, all right. So should we fill people in on what the plan is for for the month here? Yeah. Since I've been so busy, and I did not mean, God, I did not mean to step away for so long from the microphone. Now, if you're on Spotify and you're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, rather, you're like, what are you talking about? The podcasts have been coming out every week. <laughs> you know, there hasn't been a gap. But if you're a patron, uh, you've been waiting like a week and a half, two weeks. For a new episode so my apologies i'm back though i'm back to doing this I'm not going away but uh we may have some guest co-hosts throughout the week th throughout the month uh in case i get too busy if i'm just too busy and why would i be busy well i can announce on this show tonight that omega fish corp has been picked up has been picked up by a streaming service and is going to get the red carpet treatment. We're going to go theatrical. We're going, I know I sound like I'm joking right now. I'm not joking. Physical media as well. We're getting the whole, the whole deal with the whole deal. Omega fish corp. We're not even done shooting. There's not even an episode that is edited yet, but we have a deal. We have a home for Omega fish corp. So now we have to go live up to that agreement or else uh, that's going to be, that's really going to be bad. It's going to be yeah. terrible. So uh, I am shooting Omega Fish Corp right now. It's a series. It's going to be six episodes. I'm doing that with Matthew Jackaloni, a.k.a. G-Mac. G-Mac of oh. INT4K. It's just doxed him. Do what do you mean? Do you can't be doxed if you're, an, if you're a known actor, writer, director, producer on a project. What are we children what are we what are we scared so he lives in uh where manhattan uh, manhattan city street new jersey <laughs> um and uh, we also have some like real actors that whose names you're going to recognize especially if you listen to this show that are involved in that so i can't give everything away right now about that but it's it's the real deal the real deal and uh, i'm very excited for us to finish that and uh, have it ready to go. So I can come back to this show and we can start prepping for Mass State Lottery 2. Yeah. Yes. It's, that's the plan. That's the plan. I don't know. I don't know what the story to Mass State Lottery 2 is yet, but I have a very expensive brand new camera and uh, we're going we're gonna to shoot. We're going to shoot something. We will shoot something very maybe like six or seven months from now, maybe a year from now, yeah. nah, less than a year from now, but we're going to shoot something very soon. Um, so that is uh, new and exciting news on the, uh, on the forefront of things. Yeah. 
It's uh, zombie mass state lotteries. It's gonna happen. Yes, it's gonna be all the dead characters from mass state lottery, which nobody knows yet. Yeah, it's every character who's dead because of the nuclear war that happens at the end of mass state lottery. And I'm just spoiling right now. Yeah. Uh, So we will just come back like, like, uh, like a trauma movie. That's gonna be the sequel. It's gonna be like Toxic Avenger, but everyone's melting. It's just Jerry melting throughout the film. Yeah. It's Jerry getting progressively sweatier and then starting to look like street trash. Just like one of the <laughs> goop yeah. creatures in that movie. He gets cirrhosis again, or what was it that he had? Oh yeah, Jerry like almost literally died in the in the time between shows. Here he had blood poisoning from something and uh, toxic shock syndrome in his. Yeah, he he hit us up and was like, "These are my last rites, fellas. I'm <laughs> I'm dying." And he looked like he was dying. He looked fucking horrible. Jerry yeah, looked gray he, and yellow. So yeah. uh, we almost lost Jerry. He looked like a 1930 monster, you know, from those silent movies. <laughs> we was just like, oh, they're trying to make him look creepy, but he just looks off color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was him. So, uh, yeah, a lot a lot has gone down in, in the offseason here. Um, who are you? Hans is going to be picking the, the guest co-hosts. For these yeah. shows who who can we expect hans because i will be listening oh just some you know back guests no one knew i don't think i don't want to i don't want to risk it <laughs> with people that i haven't talked to before mm-hmm. and then just have it be an awkward i don't know uh, like you should do you should bring in one of your spanish friends and just do an episode entirely in spanish just full in spanish to reach that that uh that audience that we don't reach with this in uh-huh. English or just one of those three episodes that me and my friends did like five years ago or whatever three years ago and then just post that yes you could do that you could probably get away with that I mean there were an hour I guess so yeah maybe that's what we'll do you, maybe yeah, I'll you... just do everything in Spanish and, <laughs> and the person that I I bring as a guest doesn't speak Spanish but I just reply in Spanish you would reach that that audience and then uh uh turn Lose away the- everyone we've <laughs> built over over four years of programming here that's yeah. the big takeaway for one episode and then everyone's just gone and we don't yeah yeah uh, i i don't think so uh give us one name one name um not confirmed uh, obviously yeah um ryan jackson is who i was one of the people that i was thinking of from mutual operation society because uh he's one of the few people that has had me in his show and we got along well so i think i could talk to him without it becoming who's going to be the host type of thing yeah because i don't usually do that so i don't want it to be you know awkward uh but uh i was thinking of him just a couple of other other people that i could his show's got a close enough vibe i think to this show where that's a smart idea if you were to like for example, I feel like Agitator is a very, very different vibe than what this show is. Yeah. And it would just, it, like, if you tried to, like, and here's the guest <laughs> co-host is the Agitator guys, that would be a, that would be a weird show for you. Yeah, let's talk about some anime show that I haven't mm. seen. Yeah. <laughs> or some, uh, some Japanese thing that I'm not familiar with at all. But let's I just, just go down the list here of, of former guests and uh, see who would be, like, a good, who would be the worst fit? brandy she asked if uh if this show is still going on recently oh wow yeah that's not very nice 
You should do a show with uh, with with Ty with Simon. Oh yeah, I think Could you do. should bring Could him back. Did you hear that interaction where I think I asked him one thing and then Dakota jumped on top <laughs> to call him? <laughs> what was it? He called him. Uh, who did he? Ty West. Joke? Oh yeah, that no one got, and then he just laughed really loud yeah. <laughs> at it. It's like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that that would be fun, right? <laughs> just it just be it would be like bringing me and Kenny. It's just like we just don't understand each other. Yeah, we're just. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make him laugh, and he can't hear me. No, so he's eating mac just... and cheese and microwaving <laughs> some chicken. What are you talking about? Why are you talking while he's microwaving dinner tonight? Yeah, and then he forgets what we're talking about, so he just starts talking about like his baby mama or something. Yeah, he's talking about <laughs> how some like... woman has been ignoring him on Snapchat for three months, but he kept, he keeps snapping her. Yeah, he hasn't gotten he... anything back. What's going on? He delivered a package to her three months ago, and she has not gotten back to him. Yeah, she signed for it and everything. She didn't yeah. look him in the eye, but maybe she'll open that Snapchat. She was active only three minutes ago. Yeah, the um, dot on her eye was a heart. So, you know, <laughs> you know, it's real. Uh, you could grab, you could bring in William Kyle Girardi. Oh, yeah, if it's, if it's, still if his alive. kidneys allow it. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's on yeah, the transplant list for a couple of organs. He's 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 hanging in there. He's hanging in there. Yeah. I, we, we will have him on again very soon. He said he wants to do it from his hospital bed. Oh, nice. You just hear the beep in the background. It'll be good That's ASMR. Yeah. And we talk about... Um, Oh, is there some movie about a character just in bed? Well, there's a new Silent Hill movie coming out. You could do that. He was involved oh. in that online ceramics Dasha photo shoot. You did did any of that like process as a <laughs> sentence? <to you? laughs> ceramics Dasha thing. Yeah, she loves I, pottery. It was a pottery barn shoot with um, Oprah's wife, Gail. That's a bizarre group. You should of get Oprah for this show. I'd rather get Gail. She's, she's busy on CBS. She works harder she, than Oprah these days. She's the one that takes care of that channel? I think so. What, uh, the, Don Jolly. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Don Jolly. I heard from somebody asked me if he died because they heard he died. I said, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't <laughs> talked to that guy in almost four years. What do you mean? I don't, I don't know. Friend of the show, Mouthy Buddha, she got. Oh, my God. How did I ever forget? He was like one of the guys who kind of gave me a break early on on YouTube year. and was like, we were buddies. And I completely forgot Mouthy Buddha existed. Sorry well, if he... you're listening to this right now, Mouthy Buddha. You were you were a, like a real pal back in the day. He did a controversial documentary, I think, right? And then. After that, they he went was after labeled him for as... being too honest about his own like conflict with his thoughts, and he sh probably shouldn't have yeah. heard that in retrospect. And he was, you know, a lot of these guys. Is he back? He might be back. Three months ago, he's posting Illuminati human no. trafficking documentary clips. Got to get him back. I would like to see what he is up to. Mouthy Buddha, creepy pasta, chilling tales audiobook. Okay. Uh, for a long time, John, is that his real name? Made thought-provoking films that went mostly unnoticed. That is until 
the day his final film got attention from all the wrong people. Oh, right. He did this long documentary. Hanks, right. Um, I think that was like the last part of it, but he, he did a series of documentaries and this is why YouTube sucks and why you should never do commentary content is because even when it's great, you fucking forget about it. I, I, I have memories of like very mild, dull movies. Like I'll remember Master Gardener and un unfortunately like Mouthy Buddha, who was again, like a good online friend of mine. I forgot you existed because it was YouTube. Yeah, we gotta get gotta get away from there. Gotta do real stuff. Um, he did a, a multi-part documentary series about how there were child pornography images hidden in certain websites for like children's clothing and whatnot, yeah. and it was all real and documented. And you could find these like backlinks and whatnot through Yandex, which was like the Russian search engine, and even Google. It wasn't not it was not dark web stuff, and it was existing in literal clothing catalog websites where you order swimwear and shit for See kids this one? this one right uh i i don't know maybe oh whoops is he bit shoot exclusive now i i don't uh, know looks like he's it. got March... forty six thousand subscribers there so that's pretty good march 31st uh, 2023 great, great reset i haven't yeah. watched his great reset series here so i guess he just moved platforms and it seems like he's still keeping up putting up good numbers for bit shoot especially yeah well 2021 22. do you check out rumble at all no not me either no maybe i should but it's just uh, another app i'm just lazy <laughs> you know i gotta create a new account and then it's kind of i don't know i just i just listen to podcasts and stuff mm -hmm. on even on youtube i, I don't really kind of feel like youtube's gonna go away soon youtube is starting to feel like so i i my sense has been that amazon has taken a direction where it feels like wish.com if it, it's starting to feel kind of third world mm. uh no offense it's like the quality of it is degrading yeah and everything's chinese now They're, yeah yeah they give yeah. you really cheap shit for like the front loaded uh search results for things that you want to buy like yep. the clothing is very cheap in chinese the equipment the accessories you want to buy it's all bad i buy so much more stuff on ebay now than amazon i feel like youtube's going in a similar direction the fact that rumble has some look it's very right wing obviously and it's like oh dan bongino it's just <laughs> i i could i could care less about any of that but the fact that they were able to afford exclusive contracts with uh steven crowder with i think they got who is it um not destiny but leafy right wow. they have real <laughs> real creators who are expensive Cre listen not creators but personalities that are expensive symbol exclusive yeah i don't it's just i guess it's just people that i don't care about so i don't well, really have a reason it looks like rumble changed their their whole website's look it, it's a little more accessible it doesn't look ugly anymore hmm well yeah I don't, it kind of looks like twitch yeah 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 a little bit
I don't Glenn know. I'm not going to investigate it. Something. There's nothing on here. Mm. Their featured content is an interview with Marianne Williamson. Yeah. Pass. You excited about that? Kim Iverson show. Your sound went out. Can you hear me? Your sound's gone again. My sound is go. gone. We're back. It's back. You, you literally slapped it back. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that worked. Uh, I, uh, all right. I think uh, I think we are currently circling the drain now, looking at Rumble. So why don't we close the show out on this note? We'll do an episode on BlackBerry this coming week. And then if you can do one guest show, yeah, that'll be good. I feel like you're not going to need to do that many. We've got like maybe a month left of shooting. And it's been exhausting. It has been like I'm I'm ready to go to sleep at like 7 p.m. every night. We go out and we shoot. It's a very tiresome experience. So we'll we'll have a couple of weeks, and, I, and then I think um, we should do a show on uh, on the Flash. So if you can get yourself a good bootleg cam copy of George Clooney's bat nipples back on the silver <laughs> screen, we'll be well. In if good it shape. doesn't if it doesn't le leak. Uh, early i'll just go see it it's fine just because i think we have to close that is have we talked about every dc movie well not black no Adam because we have no 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 we haven't even come close to that we talked about the four warner brothers batman movies we've talked about Zack snyder's justice league we've talked about we have a, we like a botched Dark Knight Batman Begins episode. I feel like we got to go back and just do Dark Knight trilogy is one thing. And because I, I I believe there's been a couple of people asking for a Batman versus Superman episode. That's right? that's one that comes up frequently. And I actually just watched Batman versus Superman again the other day. They changed the aspect ratio on that for HBO Max. So oh. now that's four by three also, but not entirely. Just the opening, the ending, and like three or four scenes in between. How do you feel about it? Has your opinion changed? On Batman v Superman? Yeah. Mm, no. No, it was, I mean, the good parts. You know what, what, what has changed in my opinion on Batman v Superman is now I kind of like Jesse Eisenberg's performance as Lex Luthor. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because now I'm watching it, keeping in mind... He's being Max Landis as that character. Mm -hmm. And Max Landis just released his own three-hour one-man show that's like a DC Superman. Let's pull oh, this up real no. quick. you got to see this. Oh, he spent gosh. two years working on like a one-man show where he plays all the characters except for the female characters. And it's like, wow, it's this is what... I mean, I'm not going to bash him for, for having this as like a creative outlet or whatever, but it's like... You were writing big Hollywood movies, and now does your ego just not allow you to want to cast other people? Like, why does it have to be you acting as every character here? This is it the deposition of Barry Allen? No, but he does the same thing there, too. Well, it's not in his IMDb. Uh... It's on YouTube. Pull it up on YouTube. It said Max Landis 37. Is 30. Oh, no. Wait. No, no, no. <laughs> His, uh, I don't, I think his YouTube channel is up to my knees. Yeah, the Society Endangered Species. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Oh, no. Oh. 
and the production value for what that is is like good and it makes me think like why don't you just do something original why don't you just go do a series or something because he has a fan base or enough of a fan base i i feel like i saw the numbers and they weren't too good on the view count but um oh shit hold on we're gonna take a look real quick for those who aren't on patreon.com slash lowers in the five dollar tier excuse me we're gonna be taking a look at max landis's latest video from 13 days ago max landis presents the society endangered species it's a two-hour one-man show Oh, that's funny. Very funny. Very 2012 oh, he, he humor. Giggles too. You a little giggle. I would I would skip ahead a little bit, a little bit. Three cam, multi cam setup here. Look up to see a tiny so he doesn't have to do a take two. Yeah. Down, 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 but it grows as it falls until it falls into the cooling tower of the nuclear reactor. And uh, he still Have you noticed how he talks like his mouth is either too wet or too dry? It really bothers me. <laughs> what, what does that mean? What do you mean he, by that? He talks like the way he pronounces his yes. S's. It's really bothers me. But we, you got to get to the acting here. Was he wearing blackface? No, he was playing a monkey. He was playing a literal ape. <laughs> wow. Well, all right. Well, I was just yeah. looking at the little thumbnail here. <laughs> oh. I mean, yes, you thought he was playing African American here? <laughs> Silence monkey. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Uh, it's A monkey with with bottles of booze in front of him. And you yeah, said that's him playing a black man. It was a little thumbnail. <laughs> bottles of booze and Hawaiian shirt. Oh, okay, so there's an intro. So he's got more people there. There's a few. There's women. He got women in the mix, and he plays oh, every course. male. Well, at least he's not playing every woman like fucking Shane, Shane Dawson, Dawson in that oh, awful God, movie. We're gonna Did you end up watching it? Not yet. I will. I'm going oh, to very man. soon. Within the next 24 hours, probably. People, I'd hoped that after this, we might head north. Far north. How much of this do you think you could watch? If, if not for this program, obviously. Just if you clicked on in your own time on YouTube. I don't think I would have made it through the first segment. Who wouldn't want to watch a film where Max Landis plays all the characters? Clark takes off and flies across the ocean at Mach 5. He's exhausted by the time he gets back to his apartment. He's got very Dane Cook energy. It's really bothering me. Look at the views. 21,000 views for this two-hour high production value video 21,000 views he was not doing those numbers a year ago click over to 
let's get out of this. You should go to his YouTube channel and pull up like Death of Superman and, and what he was actually known for. I guarantee you it's in the hundreds of thousands or millions. Uh, wasn't there a wrestling one too? Wrestling isn't wrestling, yeah. Is there a way to see... Does he have a playlist or something popular. where maybe he has the... Yeah, popular. This last 17 million wrestling is wrestling 4 million... Um, so it's a, it's a tremendous fall off from Max, which I mean, wow, shocker, you know, he got me too or something, his career fell apart, but it's just, it, I don't know. It's a little mind blowing to me that he, he put so much effort into that for 21,000 <laughs> views and he's like a Hollywood Nepo baby. Like how you... big of a, how big of a mental breakdown would you need? to do something like this with a new camera oh god how much of a mental <laughs> breakdown um because this doesn't probably another this week on omega fish corp and I'll yeah, this doesn't seem like something that a you know centered person that's okay came up with and decided to act for two hours with himself mm -hmm. I mean, he, I guess he does have that persona. I've, ne I've never been a fan of his YouTube because he, well, I, the way he speaks bothers me, but it's also that, uh, that weird, uh, is, what's the, the opposite of introverted, uh, extroverted, right? Uh -huh. But, but, but it feels forced. Like it feels like, like he thinks people want him to be this person and, and I, I mean, I don't know anything about him. I don't know him as a personal level or anything. But he just—he—he never—he never wrong as like sincere. sincere. Yeah, uh, like I feel like he has to play that. Well, my dad is a Hollywood director, so I'm kind of weird, right? Like mm -hmm. that type of. And that—I've uh, never been a fan of that. Yeah, the artifice of that I think is very off-putting, and like the manic, high-energy nature of that feels not today it feels very like 2007 or something like you're bringing mm -hmm. that hyperactive child persona a high pitch into, into your late reaction. 30s or so and it's just like yeah. why who's yeah. who's being enriched from that it's very like default let me fall into this personality for my own comfort kevin smith mm -hmm. like he was talking about on his molestation video oh <laughs> i play the other guy you know yeah. that's what max landis is doing yeah, so because never... he doesn't want to evaluate his like actual self because he's probably a very dark, weird guy. It it also sucks when he started getting work and big uh, properties too, because then now he feels like his uh, critiques of things have validity because he's in the industry, right? So then it's like, well, I guess we have to take this guy seriously, and he's like, no, no. You, you don't no. <laughs> just, and then his career just immediately it, it, i think before the the canceling thing like he was already going down with just how bad he's sure he, he was at the very late, least waning on people's nerves and he was doing those like movie fight film debates about like why ghostbusters 2 is the best ghostbusters and uh, like really dumb shit like that and it kind of sucks because sometimes sometimes max landis was a decent writer that's, yeah that's the truth sometimes he was sometimes not so much but he actually had a little bit of skill uh as far as being a screenwriter went and he got absorbed by his own persona and i think you're seeing the result of that with 
things like that, where he chooses to push away. He goes, okay, well, no one in the industry is going to work with me because of my reputation now. I'll just fully embrace the persona. And I don't think that's the right move. I think you're at an opportunity to like observe everything that you uh, learned through that very miserable experience of being canceled. And it could be applied into something uh, that's going to uh, deepen the, the, the quality of your creativity. And he's chosen to disregard that. I think Louis might be an example of that. Louis CK. Although I don't think his comedy is as good as early it days, was. like, or even as good as like when he did the Parkland set that leaked, that was oh, yeah. probably the funniest I've ever heard Louis. Um, but he's still good. Like he's still pretty solid as far as, uh, not dropping off. He also, uh, Max Landis also did a death of Batman mm -hmm. video where it's like a performance arc. Well, I guess like the other one. And it's just, yeah. who sits here for an hour and a half to watch Max Landis? People act? he pays people who he has show up and man the camera and hold the light and a boom. That's who's watching that start to finish. I pity those people. Yeah. Thank you for giving Clark and Lois a non-toxic relationship. Says <laughs> he probably wrote that. He probably wrote that on a sock account. God. Hey, did you see that they're doing a Superman anime for Adult Swim? No. The Adventures no. of My my Man Superman. And it's narrated by a black guy. And it's about a black man who just looks up in the sky and sees Superman flying over. He goes, my man Superman. And he hangs outside the barbershop he's like serious? an old fat black guy big gray beard my and, adventures uh, with superman is he's that always grilling outside the barbershop so he yes, has a that's what friend? i'm talking about that's a sequel actually to my man superman is that's what i'm talking about <laughs> coming to adult swim well i glad to see they're doing great adult swim is still putting out great content 2023 quality you know yeah taking risks Superman and his homeless friend. What is, why do people, like, I feel like there's a giant push right now for, like, the most soft pussied Superman on the, like, the people, anytime I see DC fans posting online, they want a new Superman thing, but they want that big face doe Superman photo that James Gunn posted. I think it's All-Star Superman. They want that. And there's, like, Superman and Lois. That's a TV show that nobody knows is on TV right now. Is it CW? It was, and now it's HBO Max. Oh. Or Max. Yeah, that, that Superman that looks like the 1940s Superman, who's just a very yeah, but blocky head. Even that Superman, he was like masculine. The current Superman, like the one that everyone keeps pushing around, the illustration just looks like a big baby. Just looks like a giant baby. And that's the vibe, especially since he has like a red diaper he wears and goes and flies around. It's very infant, very toddler. Is that really the? Didn't they try that with a uh, Brandon? No, who Brandon was the... Fraser as the, Superman? The, the Superman that had a kid. Remember oh yeah, um, Brandon Routh? Superman Returns. Was, was that Brandon Routh? Mm -hmm. No, Brandon Routh. Yeah, that was Brandon Routh. Yeah, when he was very sensitive and very misunderstood and he had a child now but I don't, I don't is that what they did with that you see i've watched that movie like four times and i have i just don't pay attention at all 
anytime i was just like i'm bored with this this is boring that's what i remember i'm not i remember that cyclops was in it right yeah he plays the yeah. guy who gets cucked he's always the yeah. guy who gets cucked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true uh james martson is a professional in playing that character mm -hmm. <laughs> the most more powerful man comes and takes his woman yep yeah yeah i don't know i'm not i don't i don't i i i'm more interested in in seeing and i'm not a snyder head but rebel moon at least looks like it could be different it could I, be i'm interested enough in that i kind of i'm i'm intrigued by the fact that he did two different cuts of both movies he shot i think that's kind of interesting the cast is whatever to me. Like I, I, I saw that cast and I was like, oh, maybe I'm not looking forward to this because it has Charlie Hunnam, and Charlie Hunnam <laughs> is just a, he's a vacuum for any sort of excitement or or charisma. Do you really watch Sex Snyder movies for the performances though? There's, there's some good performances in them. Uh, Watchmen has some very good performances. Oh, fair that one. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, I, I don't think it's like uh, like Zack Snyder's known for having poor performances from his actors. The, the I mean, the biggest one, I think, was Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. That was very questionable, but I've turned the corner on that. Like, I, this is where this started. Um, I kind of enjoy that now. I kind of like that performance now because he is making fun of Max Landis as, yeah. as Lex Luthor. He's doing that verbatim, and it... it once you, once you recognize that, once you realize that, I think it makes it a little more charming and less. It's still grating, but it like intentionally grating. Yeah, it's not us us uh, trying to figure out what what he was trying to do yeah. with that. Now, now that I think it, like I think a... Zack Snyder's actual weak point is uh, weird or awkward music drops, like the sex scene in Watchmen. That's yeah, notoriously uncomfortable. Um. But yeah, no. For the most part, I think I think the performances are fine. Um, I don't know. I guess this was like a treatment for Star Wars that he had pitched to them, and they oh, were really? considering for a second and said no, thank you to. So he reworked it into its own thing. Scott Ray Fisher. Great. Nobody else is going to cast him except for Zack Snyder. So he <laughs> he needs to be best friends with Snyder. He stuck by him, right? He was the one that was defending him. To everyone on the internet, he and, showed up uh, to SnyderCon twenty twenty three. Well, what else he's got? Yeah, he was in a I guess True so. Detective series. Was he? That's it. Who's he? Who's he on the? Which True Detective season? First of all, uh, it says Henry Hayes was the character, two thousand nineteen. Hmm. So that was season three. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Don't remember season three at all. Yeah, I watched some Snyder Con clip from 2020. Ben Affleck is showing up there now. So that's uh I think my grocery order just arrived here. <laughs> um that's what Ben Affleck is is up to when he's not, I guess, getting into passive aggressive arguments with J Lo. So Rebel Moon will be for our Christmas episode. December twenty second. It, it's coming out that out. late. December twenty second on Netflix. Oh. Okay, we'll we'll check that out, and we'll check out uh, Daily Wire's Atlas Shrugged, all the Oscar front runners for twenty twenty three. It'll be very exciting. Um. All right. Any any anything else we can cover before we wrap up the show tonight? 
uh i think we think we did it yeah i think we got blackberry coming up we're gonna we're gonna talk about a couple of other films as well um okay if you're not, not really so much right not really much nah. going on Nah, it's it's early summer there's not a whole lot that's happening there aren't any tv shows on that are interesting aside from the idol maybe you know, the transformers movie oh get the, the fuck Force. out of here with that they don't know what to do <laughs> i saw that the the main advertisement they were pushing on twitter of that was like hey we have the original optimus prime voicing voicing wow. optimus prime again and it's like and then i looked at the stars of the movie and it was the like puerto rican guy from in the heights i was like oh you have nobody all your your casting budget went into voice actors so they got a-list stars for the transformers and they have nobody leading the film which you can't mm -hmm. do that you have yeah. to have a mark Wahlberg or a shia labeouf at the front megan fox somebody has to be steering the thing you can't just go hey we got the voice of pete he showed up in a booth for a day we got pete <laughs> davidson here no that's not gonna fly so that's why they're promoting hey we got optimus prime back oh yeah yeah there's no one in this cast at all yeah the star they get the, the, not the star the um the director was like yeah this is the start of a new trilogy it ain't going past this one you were lucky to have this one okay it stops yeah. here this is it this is you're gonna get a hard reboot after this because anthony ramos that is not a leading man i'm sorry to tell you it's it's not him he's not the guy it's the director of Creed 2. Yeah. That's, mm -mm. that's what you're trusting with your franchise. Oh, they, right. but hold on. Here are some of the voices, though. Think about it like this. Ron Perlman. Primal. Optimus Primal. Peter Dinklage. You know, he's known for his famous voice. Leslie Stahl. As, oh, she's not in a transport. She's just Leslie Stahl. <laughs> uh, John DiMaggio. Bender yeah liza koshi she was relevant like 12 years ago no, and uh, we already yo yeah we yeah that's michelle yo needs to cool it she's she's taken like everything that's thrown at her since she won the oscar i've seen her i saw like her and the other guy from everything everywhere all at once promoted on like some disney shitty disney plus show the school for good and evil or the witcher blood origin i don't know they're probably both on there i mean the guy i would understand if you're that guy you got a second chance oh yeah you win the oscar take every single job they offer you keep your face because that's that paycheck will stop very soon michelle yo have a little integrity come on yeah data data needs uh, any help he can get for mm -hmm. anything she'll be fine but yeah american born chinese is the show that's what I was thinking of. Yes, American-born Chinese. Oh boy! Yeah. Well, we uh, we really did cover a spectrum here. Okay, <laughs> Transformers. It's gonna flop. I gotta close out of this video. I have uh, I have the podcast episode Spencer did with Mario and Dakota up, and I paused it at twenty nine seconds, uh, twenty nine minutes six seconds, and it's just a very happy looking Spencer, looking like he's crying. <laughs> and that's just what's on my screen right now let me see i'll pull it up i'll just screen cap this here i can't i accidentally returned to this several times throughout the show tonight and i did not did not mean to here let me just 
Spencer Desmond, our good pal, an actor on Omega Fish Corp and the special effects supervisor on Mass State Lottery. Hans, you want to pull up that image of Spencer Desmond, our frequent collaborator, friend, 10-time guest on movies. Uh, he kind of, he, he looks very emotional here. That's been a recurring trend, his emotional looks. I love a good emotional look on a man. Walrus. So there we go. There's Spencer. Again, every time I tried to click the IMDb, I would go, huh? What's this YouTube? Can I close out of this YouTube? And then there's Spencer just staring at me. Those eyes. That pleasant mouth, mouth expression. Uh, all right. We'll, we'll close the show on that note. We'll have Spencer back very soon, too. Yeah. Spencer should be one of your co-hosts for the week. Maybe. Maybe he'll be one of the people that I contact for it. Nah. No. I can tell you didn't mean that whatsoever. You should grab one of his guys who has only appeared on the show once or twice. Yeah, I was thinking of, of that, actually. Ryan or... or well, I think Ryan's... Ryan Wynn? Left the internet. No, not Ryan. Um... I'm so fucking bad with names. I've talked to him so many times and I'm just the the other guy. <laughs> I feel so bad saying that now. But you know, one of them just disappeared from the internet, just like went away because we had a couple of projects or something and then mm -hmm. just haven't 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 seen him pop back. Uh but yeah, I'll get get a couple of Yeah, maybe if you remember his name, free. you can get him on the show. Yeah. Well, I hope he doesn't listen to up to to this point because i i kind of feel bad for not remembering okay all right well that has been movies for this week thank you for listening